0: Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy.
1: The goal with SuperSense is to make sure that you have one tool that's the most efficient, most effective scanner possible. One of the, the main takeaways that you, that you should get about SuperSense is that we're adding features. We're updating the app like every week to two weeks. We're always trying to improve this thing and make it useful for people.
2: And we'll be talking about this relatively new app in today's episode and its many features and how it can be used.
0: We'll speak with Shane Lowe, the liaison between the user base and the SuperSense company. Making use of advanced artificial intelligence algorithms, SuperSense is a powerful and versatile scanning app that can be used to explore your environment, find specific objects, scan text, and much more. But first, for our tip of the week, this week's tip comes from Shane Lowe. I like
1: to travel a lot, and so even though SuperSense doesn't have any official navigation features, You can use the Object Explorer for all kinds of stuff. For example, when I'm walking around the airport, you know, I land flights at like 1.30 in the morning sometimes. There's not a lot of people around. So I use that Object Explorer to help me find people, to help me find desks, doors. And also, uh, we're all mortal and we all have to go to the bathroom. And this thing, the feedback that I get from people is that this thing is a lifesaver in public bathrooms. You don't have to feel around for a single thing anymore. You don't even have to look with your cane too much. You can let the camera do all the scanning for you.
2: Oh, I like it. That's a very useful feature.
1: I hope so. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was useful.
2: I stay out of airport bathrooms for exactly that reason. <laughs> They're huge and very confusing.
1: Absolutely. It's only recently with COVID that I've had to go into them just to wash my hands extra, just to be safe.
0: Mm-hmm. So actually, what we do, because if we travel, it's many hours and someone needs the bathroom eventually, is we'll use the family assist restrooms. So I've become quite familiar with which airports have a lot of them, like Denver, and which have like one for the entire airport, like LaGuardia, and try finding it. (laughs) And, you know, if Pete could use the regular oversized men's room with a tool like this, it would make both of our lives a lot easier.
1: Absolutely. Yep. You can, you can go through the entire airport cathedral bathroom now with, with no trouble.
2: And a little bit later in this episode, we'll show you how the Object Explorer works, not necessarily in a bathroom or an airport, but at least you get some sense of how to use it. You are listening to
3: Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success.
0: Let's start by meeting Shane and learning about SuperSense, the company.
1: My name is Shane Lowe. I've been working with SuperSense for about 12 months now. Um, so I've been here since the beginning of January 2020, and my job is essentially to be the liaison between the user base, the people, you guys. And the company, the developers. My job is to make sure that we're making a product that is actually useful to solve real problems that real people have. And, you know, to make sure that the product is valuable and take the feedback and research from the people that need it. I'm blind myself all my life. I'm 20 years old. I'm one of those crazy blind people that, you know, I I travel. My fiance is totally blind as well. We went to Europe last summer, just her and I. I'm a percussionist outside of this. Uh, this working stuff. Avid reader, go to a lot of concerts. Lots of fun there. And uh, I'm in college for a business degree. That's the rundown. Oh, also, just to make things interesting, I have a a four-year-old son as well. Just Just, you know, never get bored out here.
0: I understand that SuperSense has a relationship with some researchers at MIT. Where is the company located?
1: Chagri, one of our co-founders, works with a lot of researchers at MIT. That's really what spearheads our research and development that makes sure that we are producing innovative products that are solving problems. Um, And he met up with Emre, who is all about growth and entrepreneurship in helping underserved communities like the blindness community. And so they met up in Boston to start this thing.
0: Is the team all based in Boston, or you have people contributing remotely from all over the place?
1: Uh, I'm working remotely. I'm here in Louisville, Kentucky, right now, talking to you. So um, I, I always work remotely. Um, we have several people. Our our marketing strategist, our social media guy, those people are in Turkey. A lot of our developers are in Turkey. Both of the co-founders, however, are in Boston. So really, the the company is based in Boston, but the majority of our team is actually around Turkey or elsewhere in the United States.
0: Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership
2: opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is SuperSense, the app. In just a minute, we'll get into a little bit more detail about how the SuperSense app works and what it does, but maybe you can give us a brief overview of it and we'll talk about the history of the company after that.
1: The goal with SuperSense is to make sure that you have one tool that's the most efficient, most effective scanner possible. Our design is that, any feature that we have in the app, the goal is to be the best, the most efficient for people to use.
0: And as a blind person, I assume that you personally have a lot of experience working with different types of scanners and other apps. Oh
1: yeah, so I've I've been on this journey for a long time trying to find good scanning software.
2: You talked about the genesis of this being with some people at MIT yeah, How long ago was that? When did this project get started? What was the motivation behind it?
1: It really started from a conversation that Emma and Chaguri were having back a couple of years ago. They were talking about the value of AI and computer vision and how helpful it could be for a lot of communities and, and the benefit that it could add, the independence that it could add, and how they could utilize their skill sets to bring this out to to benefit as many people as possible so they did a bunch of research and discovered that the blindness field was one where they felt that they could make the strongest impact and so they started by using ai to understand a physical space seeing if they could teach an algorithm essentially to scan around an environment and tell you know, the user, what was there, what was around them in their vicinity. And that was the original incarnation of SuperSense that came out on Android. It was just an object explorer. So you could use the phone camera and it would tell you, you know, desks, chairs, doors, um, all kinds of things. It can now do over 600 objects actually. And then also an object finder. So you could say, if you wanted to find people or doors specifically, you know, whatever it is, you could select that. And it would only find those things and beep at you, so you could find those specific things. That's how they started with that. And how long ago was that? The Android edition of SuperSense came out last year in 2019. Oh, you've come a long way since. Yeah, we've yeah we've we've evolved a lot. I'd say you've been adding a lot too. We have. Yeah, these guys are busy.
0: You mentioned that you launched the app for Android in early 2019. When did it launch for iOS?
1: In April of 2020, we had the iOS release.
0: So at this point, are the two of them staying kind of in sync? A capability for one also gets implemented in the other?
1: They're all in sync, and we have added developers to the team to make sure they stay that way. So everything is the same for both apps. You have all of the features.
2: So I've been playing around with the program, and it seems to me there are Lots of different options. You described some of them, but it's almost like the Swiss army knife of vision for the blind. Can you talk about some of the options and functions that the app performs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, the goal there is to be as universal as possible. You know, we're always adding stuff. Um, one of the, the main takeaways that you, that you should get about SuperSense is that we're adding features. We're updating the app like every week, to 2 weeks we're always trying to improve this thing and make it useful for people so after we put out that android version with the explorer and the finder we asked people what they wanted like what do you feel that you need and the biggest response we got was we want a scanner that's reliable i want to take my phone out and i can read anything that's what i want i'm not happy with the scanners that we have i want scanning software that's better and so we turned our attention to to that to finding ways to make ai understand text and read it more efficiently. And so now with SuperSense right now at the time of recording, we have a quick reader that's going to read anything in front of you immediately. A document reader with unique guidance system that's going to be the most intuitive that you'll find to help you get the best picture possible of anything lengthy, book pages, long, you know, signs with lots of text, magazines that'll cover it. Um, and you can share and export any of that stuff as needed. We can scan currency. We can scan barcodes. We can import PDFs uh, that are image-based. We can import photos from your library. And all of that stuff is packed into a smart scanner, which means as soon as you open up the app, you can scan anything, and it'll figure out what it is automatically, including the Object Explorer. So if you scan a chair, it's not going to try to read text on your chair. It's going to tell you that it's a chair. And then if you scan a $10 bill, it's going to tell you what it is it's a $10 bill. And then you can go immediately to scan a book page and you don't have to hit a single, a single thing. It does all that automatically.
2: And that's kind of a nice feature of the app, and it really distinguishes it from some of the other options that are available for iOS and Android devices. Most of these other applications, you have to put it in a particular mode or even use a particular application. But as soon as you take SuperSense out, it sort of smartly decides is this person looking at a dollar bill or a f- document they want to scan, et cetera.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, as I say, you know, we want this thing to be the most efficient. We want this to be the next best thing to looking at whatever you're trying to scan. There, there should be no extra steps.
0: You talked about how SuperSense can recognize the object and then read it or not and describe it appropriately. Does it also offer advice to the user if the image is too skewed or blurred or the lighting is terrible or or any of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, first with the lighting, you know, in the settings menu, you can set the flash mode, but that's automatic by default. So SuperSense will automatically handle any lighting issues um, by it will um, add light as needed using your phone's flashlight. Um, so if it's too dark, it can bring light. If it's if it's very bright, then it won't use the flashlight. It will just use the light in your environment to take the image. And then for aiming, you know, the barcode reader will give you some guidance beeps similar to how uh, Seeing AI will to help you get the barcode lined up. And also with documents, uh, as I was talking about earlier, the intuitive guidance system, it'll talk to you. It'll give you instructions that you can understand. It'll say move your phone a little bit away from the document, move it slightly to the left, turn to the 11 o'clock position. You know, it gives easy to understand direction so that it gets the clearest picture possible.
2: I was actually happy that Nancy asked that question because earlier today, before the interview, I did a little demo that I put together where I scanned a document and as you say, What's very nice about this app is it describes in nice, plain English how to orient the camera. Most of these other acts will give you little beeps and louder and shorter or higher or lower pitched. And I never know where to point the camera. But when I scan this document, as you'll hear in the demo, it told me, take the camera a little bit further away, turn it this way, turn it that way. And it makes it very easy to get a good picture of the document.
1: I'm glad to hear that. I'm really happy that's working well for you.
2: What other improvements or new features might people expect to be seeing in future versions of the app?
1: One of the things that we're working on, we have a ton of R&D research and development projects, and one of them is being able to put images together of documents based on a video clip. So if you like, just pan your phone over the document for a couple seconds, it will process all of those frames all of those images that were captured in the video so it's like 60 pictures per second into a really clear image of the document so it has the potential to become even easier than this
2: oh so by taking multiple images and somehow stitching them together and picking out the best parts of each the ai can be really smart yes and do something incredible exactly that's really nice exactly now a lot of this processing sounds like it's pretty heavy duty stuff Does this all happen on the phone or is this information going to your servers? How does that all
1: work? When you have a document or a barcode, it sends those things to the server, the barcode, because it has to check against our database of content to make sure that, you know, we know what it is and to send that information back to your phone and a document, because you're right, there's a lot of heavy processing going on. And if you want that to happen quickly, um, it's going to go up to the servers, the servers are going to process it, you know, with massive processors, and it's going to come back to your phone parsed perfectly for you to read. There's no storage that happens. So nothing that you scan at all is stored anywhere on our servers. There's no data to breach, essentially.
2: So this is your way of addressing potential privacy concerns? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. We don't store any of that kind of data.
2: Now you talked about information going to your servers for documents and barcodes. How about for some of the object recognition that you do?
1: A lot of the object recognition is going to happen on your phone. That's one of the nice things about it. I know that it has to reference the cloud in some instances. Sometimes it gets confused. Um, But again, you know, there's no, there's no storage that happens and usually that happens completely offline or the AI knows what it's seeing because we've taught, you know, what the it's, it's like a it's like a pet. We've taught it what the object is um, and it can tell you what it is and it's happening instantaneously, just like quick read.
2: And I also made a demo of that that we'll insert later in the show, but I thought it was kind of neat and particularly useful for a blind person because you can be sitting in a room and just by scanning your phone around the room, it will tell you what's in the room, where there are doors, where there are windows, where there might be a chair
0: if you're looking for some place to sit down. And that can be very handy. Absolutely. I was really impressed. I happened to walk into the room while Pete was playing with it, and when I appeared in front of the camera on the phone, it correctly identified me as having a human face. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> good thing it got it as a human face, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it got that right. We could uh, we could be in trouble right now if it didn't.
2: So how big of a team does it take to do this? This sounds like a lot of work.
1: Absolutely. Right now, I want to say we've got about 15 people on the team. We have seven or eight people working on the product development side. You know, We have a lot of developers working because this is multi-platform. We're on Android and iOS. So every feature has to go through both of those platforms at roughly the same time. So we, we have a lot of people working on the programming side. Um, we also have a growth team. You know, I work with some really incredible people We have a blog on the website. So, you know, we do a lot of writing, a lot of producing content because we want to really integrate ourselves into the community. You know, I've been in this community all my life, but the company hasn't. And so we want to write things that are interesting to readers. We want to, you know, show that we're here for the long haul, we're not going anywhere. And we want to talk about what's interesting to our users.
2: In a lot of products that are being developed for the blind, it's very important to get user feedback to make sure people are actually addressing the questions and the problems that need to be addressed properly in the way that users can most effectively use them. And I know you're blind, and I'm wondering what other mechanisms the company uses to gather its input.
1: Absolutely. That's uh, part of my job. It's a lot of fun. We reach out every week or every couple of weeks depending on what's going on, we reach out to all the new users. First, we reach out to to every user by email, um, as a personalized email to invite them to give their feedback. And then also a couple weeks later, we reach out to everyone and ask, you know, if they're interested in having a phone call. And I schedule phone calls with every single user that's interested in giving us feedback, uh, not only about the app, but also just to get to know them to talk about issues that they might be having or you know, their daily life, just to get to know the people that are using our app so that we can you know, extrapolate from that information, what are we going to make next that's going to be valuable to people, what's going to be important to people, what's going to solve the hot problems that people are having around the world.
2: Since you brought up the topic of the future, you've already told us about a number of functions that the app performs now, and you talked about all of the new features you've been adding in the recent past, what might people expect in the future? What kind of directions is SuperSense taking?
1: You know, I mentioned the the imaging research project. That just got finished, actually. We just finished that. Um, and so, you know, the the next stage is to work that into the document reader, make that a feature. So that will be an improvement coming to the document reader in the near future. We recently finished an enhancement to document reader as well that will properly read columns, and, like charts. You know, there's no scanning app on the market right now that can handle magazines in multi-columns or or charts or tables or bank statements, anything like that. That's tough. And so that's going to be one of the big features coming to Document Reader, even even more closely to now. That's going to be pretty immediate. That's going to be coming in a month's time, I would say. Outside of those kinds of improvements, we're working on a color identifier that actually works. As a blind person, I've been experimenting with color identifiers for like 10, 12 years. And, you know, I've never really found one that's reliable. And so, you know, that's a big thing that we've been talking to people about. Um, We've been researching about something that can read appliances really well or digital screens um, to help people use, you know, anything from their washer or dryer to a new stove to, you know, medical devices, EpiPens, anything like that that you need to read a display on, you know, there's a huge range of options here that, that aren't covered.
2: Yeah. Some of those sound very useful.
1: Yeah. I hope so.
2: A lot of the image recognition apps these days don't read appliances and LCD screens so well, do they?
1: It's true. Not, not in my experience anyway. And so we want to design things that'll be useful. We're also working on, um, some navigation technology you know we want to take advantage of lidar and all of these incredible leaps that are happening in mainstream technology right now to port those over and say look these things are also helpful for disabled people we can do some incredible things with this and so we're working on some really innovative stuff down the pipeline in terms of navigation and supersets we have a lot to look
0: forward to then And as promised, here are some demonstrations that Pete put together. First, the Explore mode of SuperSense. Now I'll get into the
2: Explore mode,
0: where I can point my phone's
2: camera around the room to see what objects are in the room, and SuperSense will tell me. So again, I'll hit the Start button, and I'll point my phone at various points around the room.
3: Object Explore mode on. Poster. Computer monitor. Computer keyboard, shelf, bookcase, window, 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 chair, human face. And that's me. Human face.
0: And the next demonstration is SuperSense reading a document.
2: I'm going to scan a document with SuperSense, and I'll start with my phone considerably skewed from the document so that you can see how SuperSense guides you into the correct position to take a good picture of the document. I'll start by hitting the
3: Start button. Document mode on. Rotate to one clock position. Move further away from the document. Processing.
2: And you can hear it. And you can hear it took the picture there.
3: Document. Beginning of the document for reading. Vision Quest D. Once stranded in the sighted wilderness, the blind are leading a new technological revolution, by Daniel Eisenberg. Nay look and it's clear that Peter Torpy, like any self-respecting computer geek, isn't particularly image conscious. With a rumpled blue cardigan and mop top of graying hair, the Xerox scientist spends much of his days inside a sterile office in Webster, NY, cranking out software code on his Unix workstation.
0: And that was a particularly challenging document. That page was black with writing that was part blue and part white, all different sizes, some characters overlapping others. So the fact that SuperSense was able to make sense of that was really pretty impressive. On the other hand, the journalist got a few things wrong. Pete's sweater was neither rumpled nor a cardigan.
2: But of course... That wasn't the fault of Supersense. That was the fault of the reporter who was interviewing a scientist and had some preconceived notions of what a scientist was all about. That was when I was working at Xerox, and there was an article they did about me as a blind image scientist working at Xerox.
0: You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success,
3: success.
0: Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about SuperSense and how to contact them.
2: If people want to find out more about SuperSense or the app, where would you direct them?
1: Absolutely. So you can go to supersense.app, supersense.app, if you want to take a look at our website. You can learn about SuperSense there. It's available on iOS and Android, so you can pull it from either of those stores. You can check our blog out on the website. Um, it also has links to our social medias. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, Supersense AI. So check that stuff out. You can request a call within the app if you need it. Any-
2: and as usual, you can find all of that contact information, if you missed it in the audio, in the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net as our listeners know there are many apps for ios and android devices that can be useful to help people who are visually impaired and now that we're in the 11th year of doing the show with over 500 episodes in our searchable archive you can use the search feature on our website to search for some of those apps if you're interested in learning more about them or what apps might be around You can put things like iOS into the search field or Android or if there's a specific app that you'd like to know more about, chances are we've done a show about it. And you can put the name of the app in the search field and you'll come up with a list of episodes matching that search along with a summary of the show and links to the audio and show notes for that episode. And remember, the show notes can also be very useful because they contain lots of contact information, URLs, and just some additional information about extra resources that might be useful about the show.
0: That's it for show number 2103. Next week on Eyes on Success will be the first of a two part series in which we speak with Eric Damery, Vice President of Software Product Management at Freedom Scientific, a Vespero company. And we will be talking with Eric about the evolution of access technology and his personal role in that evolution. He has been involved for over 35 years.
2: And that was really a fun conversation we had with Eric. So you'll certainly want to join us for those two episodes. Catch you next week.
0: You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. You can access the full archive of
2: previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to
0: hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.